0: hello and welcome to the whole podcast. Today's podcast is a special episode where we have some of our launch members here talking to us about relationship. In this series, we're talking about relationships, really focusing on marriage, but this one's for you young folks out there, those of you who are not married, who are thinking about in the future, you will be married, but what is it that you should be focusing on today? What do relationships look like today for you? And what is it that you should be um, honing into so that you're ready for that day, sometime in the future, from for the, this day forward, and and all of the specific topics we've been talking about on the podcast. So today we have uh, our guest Risa Risa Alcantar. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> and we have Sydney Lapointe. Hello. And Justin Beasley. <laughs> and all of them are young adults who are uh, close to. Um, finishing college or who are still in college. So I'll let you each introduce yourselves, tell us, you know, where you're from, um, where you went to school, if you're done with school, um, and really what you're focused on now. So we'll start with Justin.
1: All right. Well, I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. All right. But born in Germany, but I'm here now. That is so uh, interesting. We could yeah. get really
0: into that. Yes. Oh, no, we could, but we don't got We won't,
1: to. we won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to college right now at NWTC mm-hmm. for digital media.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. you just started working for Life Church. Life
1: Church, yeah, full yeah. time. So yeah. keeping them exciting. really busy. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And we have Sydney. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Sydney. I'm from Green Bay. Um, I went to St. Cloud State. I played softball there and I graduated with a degree in marketing.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. She's very helpful to us in all things.
3: <laughs> and we have Risa. Hi, so I'm back. Um, I still go to lacrosse, Um, still majoring in psychology. And fun fact, I'm actually starting to conduct my own studies now. So I'll be doing that after spring break. Yeah, that's really exciting. She's actually Yay. like
0: doing the upper class kind of yeah. studies. Yeah, that's really I'm getting exciting. legit now. Yeah, it's <laughs> <that's> interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're past the general eds and yeah. you're doing that. And second fun fact is Risa's my daughter. So oh, yeah, <laughs> oh. in case you forgot from the last episode, which was <laughs> like a year ago. Yeah. 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 So, you know, when we talk about relationships, we really... Um, what we find in journey and wholeness is sometimes we're working backwards where, you know, we've had relationships in our lives and we're trying to figure out, you know, where we are at, you know, what is it that we came into the relationship expecting? Um, what uh, we brought into the relationship, and then really where that falls in, in terms of our priorities. And and for all of you, I just think you're just at a such a great time in that you really have the opportunity to set your priorities and live by them versus looking at what are my priorities and having to reset those priorities. And really, scripture tells us that we were created for relationship. And really, Genesis 1 and 2 show us that God created us for this cohesive relationship with all of creation and then primarily with him. And then in Genesis 3, we see the fall. And the fall really is this broken relationships that really has had an impact not only on each other, but has had an impact on our world. And we're in the process now of recovering from that. God is moving us all toward this restoration and recovery um, and redemption of all that has transpired. Uh, but I think for all of us older people, we look at you and think, oh, you have all of All of your days ahead of you. And I'm sure you hear this and you think, what in the world are they talking about? (laughs) I feel like I have so much on my plate. But in terms of relationship, uh, having the opportunity to really make the relationship priority, we look back on our days and go, oh, this is the time for you to really dive in and and get into deep relationship with God first, and then let that lead all of your other relationships. Um, So I wanted to hear from each of you. And, you know, how do you view that when we're all, you know, all hopeful for you in anticipation of here are all the days ahead of you um tell me about your relationship with God how that was formed because I know you can grow up in a home and you might have inherited um maybe faith values from your family but at some point you had to determine this is who I am and this is who I'm not this is what I believe and this is what I don't at what point tell us as you tell us about your faith um story did you decide um, that this this was my personal relationship with God and I was going to lead my life by that? So we'll start with you, Sydney.
2: Um, yeah, so I grew up in a home where we didn't really go to church. We didn't really have a faith base at all. We would go sometimes to one of our Lutheran churches by my grandmas. But other than that, I didn't really have anything, so I didn't have a structure. So I... Really got into it. I started working at DIRT, which is here in Green Bay. I started working there in 2020, right when COVID hit and I came home from school. And the people there, they're um, Jesus people. So it was really nice just be around, be around them. And I made yeah. some friends that way. And just listening to them and the way that they talked and that they just were, um, mm-hmm. I kind of got into it too. And then I went back to school. So I was away from all that again. And I just wasn't anything, didn't really have a relationship with God. And then, um, last spring I started like really getting into devotions and reading my Bible and journaling and going to church there, but I really wasn't fully committing Mm -hmm. to my relationship with God. And then it was this last summer where I was, I started coming to life and then my, what just one day they were doing baptisms and I was with my friend, like, I want to get baptized. I'm like, I just want to go full in. And then in August I had one of the girls that, um, worked at dirt that really like got me like on the track. Um. She baptized me in the Okano wow. River. Oh, And from that day, like i would just been full into it. And I, my relationship with God is just so good now. And it's it was a process and it was a journey, but.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it was really those relationships that you formed at work that led yeah. you to a relationship with God.
2: Yeah. And it was hard in my family too, just, you know, growing up in a house that didn't have it and doing that in mm-hmm. a house that didn't have a base at all. And they didn't really understand and they still don't, mm-hmm. but uh, you know. It's
0: okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I I love how you you just pursued that in that there was something that spoke to your heart and your mind, right? Mm -hmm. That really called you to Living a life in the way that you saw modeled through other people. Mm -hmm. I I think uh, often we think we have to say a lot of things to other people about our faith life. And really, it's how we live day to day. It's really um, our attitude and how we treat people that really is the best testimony Mm -hmm. that we could give anybody. So Mm -hmm. Risa, tell us about you. Tell us about your faith life.
3: So um, I've been a PK my whole life. Uh, That's a corporate pastor's kid. (laughs) kid. Yeah, that's been, you know, my Mm -hmm. title, I guess. And, um, And I guess I've always known that I should believe. And I've always had that idea that I did, but I don't think I ever really understood until... 2020 you know pandemic when that hit and I was kind of I guess almost like I don't want to say forced to Mm. like think about it but I had like you know I guess I just had the time to like I guess I needed that like that time to like focus and talk to you guys about it and really dive in and it's in those times of adversity where we really look for help because we don't look for help when we're doing good, you that's know. True. Mm-hmm. So that's when I really realized, you know, I was I was able to focus on my relationship then and become like confident in it. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm like and I'm glad to share my story now when people have questions. Before I didn't really know like I always did know my friends were always like, oh like you're just such like this positive person and love being around you and you make me want to be a better person. But I guess I never really understood that until I really dove into my relationship with him and realized who made me who I am. Right. And yeah. that, he, that the whole time he was shining through me and now I know to give him the credit for that and I'm really able to share my story in a different way because of the pandemic and I was able to learn about myself through that.
0: Yeah, I think there was like this real need during the pandemic where um, I, I think a lot of people's experience that were I think, well, as I look at all of you, a lot of things got taken (laughs) from you um, in a quick succession Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't know that other generations could have even um, related to um, unless you had some great, great grandparents who had gone through Mm -hmm. World War II who maybe felt like the dramatic change and shift of an experience. And so out of need is where really your relationship intensified and, yep. and your faith life intensified because um, where else do you turn to? I don't know that mom or dad or friends, because your friends are all going through it too, mm-hmm. could really provide enough um, care or really comfort for what you were experiencing. Because we really couldn't say for the first time in a long time, oh, I know what you're going through. Like we had mm-hmm. no idea. Our hearts broke for all of you, but we had never experienced anything like that. And so where else do you turn to, but God? And then how uh, much of a blessing that is, that, wow, at, how old were you at the time? 17? 17. <laughs> at 17, you were basically brought to your knees in a, in a way in which um, all there was, was God. Mm-hmm. And to be able to form that awareness, and relationship there I think is why you were able to start college in a pandemic year yeah. <laughs> and a time where they were feeding you from uh, triage tents and yep. uh, restricting your movement <laughs> and yeah. um, people were panicking all around you. Um, those were interesting days for sure. Um, I don't know that um, anyone else could even relate or could even fathom that they would have the resilience um, to get through that. So, for all of you kids, PKs are not who or young adults. Sorry, you're not kids <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Uh, who who had to traverse those years have had to traverse these years. Um, the past two years have been a challenge. On top of having to figure out all of the things that you have to figure out when you first set out um, to to start your lives as adults. Um. Anyway, I I just want to make sure that you all know that that was significant and that was impressive and that um, all of the adults in your family did notice and really give you credit for that. So Justin, tell us your story. All right, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I actually grew up as a Christian my whole life, uh, practiced it a lot, but I never had a real relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And like just going to church every Sunday as a kid, it kind of just got boring to me. So like I didn't really care for it. So around 2020, um, I just thought to myself, for some reason, what if the world ended today? Mm. Would I go to heaven? Mm. And I for sure said, there's no way. Mm. And during 2020, there was like sayings, oh, the world's going to end and like it's COVID and all that. So yeah. like the thought of it, of course, just popped in my head. Like, yeah, what if? The world actually ended yeah, today. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you watch Netflix and all the yeah. movies. <laughs> <and
2: we're> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And just TikTok. Like that Will
0: it, Smith yeah. movie,
2: like scares anybody. Yeah. Oh, that one's scary.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right. Uh, let's read Revelations. I've never oh read yeah, right. <laughs> that. Yep. So I've actually like never re- really read in the Bible. Okay. So, so
0: you started a Revelation
1: right, exactly. I'm all like, right. Wow. Out of all things, overachiever. Right. No. But because I was just interested. Yeah. So I woke up at five a.m. It was all dark. Just had like a light shining on the table, like a spotlight, and I'm just like re- reading through it. Yeah. And I'm like this is cool. Wow. (laughs) This is actually some cool stuff in this Bible. Right. (laughs) And at at that time, I didn't have like a relationship with with God. I I was doing things I shouldn't be doing, you know, Mm. things that departed me away from God. And like, I just felt like empty and sad and lost Mm. and just hanging out with people. I shouldn't be just being a bad influence. So yeah, that was a big shift, just starting to read in the Bible. And then I read through proverbs psalms and just i was so like invested and i was so on fire for the lord Mm -hmm. like i just felt like the holy spirit on me i was i started to be super happy i was like Mm. i am loving this so Mm. i so now it's like 2022 january that's when i came uh well i came to life church a while ago but like during COVID, but where we started fasting for the first time.
0: Yeah,
1: and I've never fasted in my life, and I was interested in it, so I I just like wrote down a whole list of like all the things that I had to let go, hmm. so that I could get closer to God, because th- there were a lot of things that I was still like holding on to, yeah. and I would like push away God, but I had a re- relationship with God, mm-hmm. so because I just felt like. Sundays when I would go to church, that is when I'm close with God, my cup is full. And then throughout the week, it's pouring out. It's, yeah, yeah, I just feel distant from from God. So I wanted to just stay close to God throughout the whole week. So I fasted all these things out of my life. And that's when it clicked and it changed. And now- Never going back.
0: So, <laughs> Man, I, yeah. I love how you talk about that because really it's a principle that we talk about. It's, it's a harder sell. I think the older you get, you get into your habits and things mm-hmm. that you count on as um, maybe even part of your identity. Like th- this is what I do. This is who I am. And yet all of us in any relationship, in, including like a marriage relationship, So I'm thinking of all of my married couples I'm talking to um, right now is that there are things that we actually have to let go of. We only have the capacity for a certain amount of things. Think of like carrying things in your hands. I try to carry in all the groceries into the house and I go, I want to make one trip. Right, right. My mm-hmm. daughter's like, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and they get really worried. And yet the same is true in our relationships. and with people but with God as well what Mm -hmm. are the things that I go to what are the things that I'm holding on to that are filling my hands and and keeping me from going further filling it further with the one thing that satisfies Mm -hmm. and then can set all the other items straight yeah so could you give us a practical two examples of things that maybe you were holding on to that you just had to walk away from
1: yeah I'll share a few, just not, you know, Yeah, uh, yeah So uh, uh, probably with friends, you know, yeah. just hanging out with them and that were not good friends at, at all. Mm-hmm. And like, I would partake in the activities that they, they would do too. So mm-hmm. I had to cut that, that away yeah. and probably just trying to like chase girls and just going after the next girl, the, mm-hmm. the, the next girl and that it didn't satisfy me mm-hmm. and it was just not it. Yeah. Not it, so.
0: yeah, 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 uh, for sure. Because it's that relationship. So mm. if I give you guys some um, some advice, it's relationships, <laughs> purpose, and then partner, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can switch it around and have it out of order. And so we're looking for our purpose in a partner. And that's a weight that no one should carry. You should not carry that for anybody, Mm -hmm. nor should you give that to anybody. And so when we have a relationship with God, now we understand who we are and our purpose and what satisfies and what is really a a false satisfaction, temporary, uh, you know, all of the things that we can get offered as, oh, that's going to fill me up. And then we find that it's still not actually doing anything or by week's end, we're hungry again or thirsty again right. for something more, we're not feeling the fullness of life. Um, and so when we do that, when we get a relationship with God who created us, we understand better our purpose. And once I know my purpose, now I can look for a partner who, are we on the same path? Are you going to be the one that supports me? And this is true in your friendships, in uh, romantic relationships, right? And, and and in your relationship with God, like if I know my purpose, I know what direction I'm going. And then I can look for a partner that's going to support and help fuel that, who's going to promote that with me, who's going to run after those things with me. And now we're side by side as God intended. I'm not dragging someone with me who doesn't want to yeah. go. I'm not pushing anybody, right? And often relationships can feel that way. We're just disjointed. We're off a little bit. And again, that's not just with a romantic or a future partner or spouse, it's in our friendships yeah. as well. And so they start to feel like a weight, mm-hmm. which is hard to say, because I'm sure like mm-hmm. all of our relationships, we chose them because we like them and we had a good time with them and we care about them. And yet having to make that determination and make that change is not a small one. Um So was that easy for you or was oh, it? Oh, no, it was hard. It was hard. Uh, like mm-hmm. I
1: was, I got just sad and depressed and just like, I felt lonely. Yeah. But once I started to connect with this church, like this church is huge about community, mm-hmm. which is huge. And mm-hmm. I just met so many great faithful people and Jesus people here that I wanted to be more like them that have a re- relationship with God.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: then I just didn't feel alone. And just being close to God, you just don't feel alone anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And- Yeah, would you say that you girls have had a similar, like, experience? Yeah. Yeah,
2: like, you can go. (laughs) Like, here?
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Like, I've definitely um, found those people because, well, at first um, here, when I would go to, like, Wednesdays at Catalyst, like, I would bring um, friends from school and stuff because I wanted to, like influence my friends and, you know, make them Jesus people. So, you know, they would be good for me to be around. But, um, you know, that doesn't really work out, you know, because they want to, they need to have that passion too. Right. So I learned that I needed to surround myself with people that I wanted to be like, mm. people that inspired me. That's and so them. what I realized at my age, like this took a while for me to realize. It wasn't like, you know whatever. And it was just people that were older than me, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have found those people that I look up to. And I, I, when I come here, I always ask my mom, I'm like, do they know I'm coming back for the weekend or, you know, are they going <laughs> to sure. be there? Are they going to be there so I can see them? And those are the people that I look up to and that I want to be like, because I just, I just see their joy and passion. Um, And I and I want to experience that too. Mm -hmm. I
0: think though, as and so I'm biased because again, this is your mother speaking. Uh, (laughs) I I think that as you pursued that, as you realized that, then you became more attractive um, to people who were looking and searching for that as well. Like it's nothing that you said. You didn't declare to your friends like, "This is who I am now, and this is what I want (laughs) to," you know, like uh, portray. Uh, I think naturally in in your groups, in your friend groups, and in, in your communities, I think people saw that light in you. So I, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, even in your dorm rooms, when things got hard, you became really that person people kind of migrated to and uh, you were able to pass on that light and that faith that you have, even though you weren't using words all the time that would portray to them that you were just sharing your faith and your relationship with um, Jesus. So talk about that a little bit.
3: Yeah. So I kind of, I realized that when people were just going through stuff that I was kind of that person that people would talk to and come to for comfort and just guidance and really just for someone to, to hear what they had to say. They wanted to be heard and like feel seen. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I guess I was that person for them, which is really cool. You know, you kind of always want to be something like that for someone at least mm-hmm. so I guess in that way um, I just knew what I whatever I was doing it was right mm-hmm. and um, I just could only get better I right guess. yeah
0: I think it inspires you to like keep seeking mm-hmm. right keep seeking more in your own relationship with God but also with people. Because it's, it's kind of like it returns to you then like every time you help someone, I just felt so great. I want to keep doing that. I want to learn more now so that I can help more people um, experience that as well. Yeah. Yeah. How about?
2: Uh, yeah. I have had a lot, a lot of things go and a lot of people go. Even the friends I have now, I did not have a year ago. All of those friends are gone and it's. I just got closer with God. And once you do that and you grow a relationship, you notice things that you you didn't used to notice that was all worldly and you don't really want a part of it. So you don't want to just be like, oh yeah, I'm not your friend anymore. This is why, this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. It's, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to live for now because Mm. that's that's what you're living for. You're here to build his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing. So it is hard and I had my last relationship, it was eight years and I had to let it go because I I found my relationship with God really last summer. And that was the end of the relationship in the summer. Mm. So while I was finding God and growing my relationship closer, I felt so pulled away in the relationship Mm. that I had to, that was probably the hardest thing I've had to do is take myself out of the relationship and be like, this isn't who I am anymore. And I'm going to tell you where I'm at, but if it's not going to be in the same page. We just can't be together. Mm -hmm. And so I walked away from that and I wasn't looking for anything at all. And I was just trying to get closer to God and then just praying over it. And then God just brought someone in my life and it was, it's a really crazy story. Yeah. Um, and it's long, I could get into it for a while, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but when you just trust God with everything that you have, right. I mean, he's, he provides. So. Yeah. I, I just think yeah.
0: of the person listening who's thinking, wow, that's really courageous. Eight years. That's a lot of time invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what was the point where you were like, um, but this is who I am. This is where I stand. And this is a decision I'm making.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the point, it was just a buildup of the whole thing, just the way I was treated. I'm like, that's not who I was made to be. I shouldn't be getting treated like that. Mm-hmm. And just the th- things that were happening in the relationship, just it. every single time anything happened, I just felt so sinful. Mm-hmm. And you can really feel the Holy Spirit coming to you when you're, yeah. when you're getting closer to God, you can feel that right. more, you're getting more convicted. And I was, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And yeah. then I was just praying. I'm like, God, what? Like, I just need clarity. Am I making the right decision if I leave him? Mm-hmm. And the next day, I'm not even kidding. He, somebody came in and said something to me and it it was so clear and true and all these things started to unravel and I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was cool, but it was, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard to walk away from it, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I,
0: I, I, So I wanted to pause there because I think someone hearing that is like, how did you even do that? Because maybe someone listening is being prompted to that as well. But I love that you brought up that really your identity. Mm -hmm. This is not who I was made to be and this is not how I was made to be treated. Mm -hmm. And I think in a time when you're all forming, who am I? What does my life look like? Um, What is my identity? Um, That can easily get named for you in relationships. And if it's not a relationship that is pursuing God and that is pursuing what God says about us, we can really, really get off track and and be on the road to a long recovery um, to just coming back to what is my name, God? Like, who did you make me to be? What did you call me in the womb? Like before I was even in my mother's womb, What is it that you had planned for me? And if we've let someone else name that for us to determine that for us, right? And then we get so far into a relationship that now we start counting the cost of it. Ooh, eight years. I don't know that I could start over. What if, right? And there's the what if game you start playing. What if I don't find anyone else? What if Mm -hmm. this was my person and I'm making a big mistake? And so, our relationship with God is going to give us the clarity. I just want to reassure anyone listening and all of you like, God's word and his Holy Spirit will provide us clarity if we ask. Right. And I'm going to get like really super, like, if you ask, knock. And (laughs) that's a song, right? But that is a scripture, right? (laughs) Because really, we can ask and then we go to our friends to give us an answer about it. But did you actually ask and then listen to what God is showing you? Because He's always speaking to you through friends and His word and through music um, and through who you surround yourself with. And so it is critical that who you surround yourself with are people who are going in the same direction, who have their eyes set on God, just like you do to help direct you in that because you'll still find your way. God will intersect your lives and bring you back to him that his, his um, his whole focus and aim is to bring each of us to him and he will not stop pursuing you. So don't think you messed it up but how long is that journey going to be? Um, The Israelites were wandering around the wilderness for 40 years and I don't want any of you (laughs) wandering around any wilderness for 40 years, which is why we're talking about these things. So when it comes to our relationships with um, God and our faith walks, what are the hardest things about that? Whether it's in school, when you're Going to school and trying to find these answers, or if it's you know post school and now you're off on your own, um, what are the obstacles? What are the things that you find most difficult in, or have had to overcome in in pursuing a, a relationship with
1: Jesus? So yeah, before I worked here at Life Church, I worked at Best Buy. Okay, and just the environment there wasn't the greatest. My coworkers, right. And just being surrounded by those type of people was hard. And like back then, when I I wasn't so close to to God, I really cared about what people thought about mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So I always try to be the the funny guy and right mm-hmm. and like right. Just I try to stand out. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't really partake in the most greatest things. Mm-hmm. And just being surrounded by that. Community of guys that Mm -hmm. are in the back of a warehouse and can say whatever they want Mm -hmm. and laughing to each joke wasn't healthy for me. Mm -hmm. So when I came to Life Church and just being surrounded by other Jesus people and just being always positive-minded, because when I was at Best Buy, I was I always thought toxic and Mm -hmm. negative, but. Yeah, which helped a lot, mm-hmm. but just for me, it was just trying to stand out and trying to be cool. Or, mm-hmm. but now I don't care about that stuff anymore because I just care about. I want other people to feel what I'm feeling when I'm close to God. Yeah, because it's just the most amazing thing. Yeah. It's, it's like addicting.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. So your environment was like a number one.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It was. Yeah.
0: So while you're in that environment, because I'm sure there's someone going, okay, Justin, for you that's great, but I can't quit my job right now because I don't have a great <laughs> right. job at Life Church to go to. Yeah. <laughs> what were the things that you had to go home and do to help you continue that walk?
1: Um, well, well, one thing that helped me a lot. I so about a year ago, I got into working out at the gym, mm-hmm. and that really helped me release all that negativity, and I would like clear out my mind sure. like i'd listen to worship music while working out yeah. right and just like that was my time with the lord yeah because i'd work out for like an hour and that's i'd just be like right. talking to him and like yeah. confessing and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah but yeah that helped me a lot
0: yeah that's absolutely that's a Journey at home is fundamental, right there. <laughs> like, how much time are you spending on sorting out the clutter that really fills up your mind and mm-hmm. your heart? Yeah. Um. How much time are you spending? And I think we think of, okay, if I'm gonna do prayer time, I have to. Old old school would be like, I have to kneel down on the couch mm-hmm. by the couch, like my grandparents <laughs> used to. And, right. and then you look at the time, you're like, I have a lot right. of things to do. But what <laughs> are you doing right now that gives you that? Um, Pastor Sean or Sonny would say what stirs your affection for Jesus. You know, for some of you that might be a or working out or you know um, some people like cleaning. I don't know, They're kind of, you know <laughs> that's not me but people are like oh I just love scrubbing my sink like whatever that is for you organizing things um, drawing, painting, you know there's so many places that you're already spending time. how can you how can you incorporate? Your how can you incorporate a conversation with God? How can you incorporate a meditating on a scripture that you mm. were reading? How can you um, think on maybe uh, a sermon that you've recently heard and a question maybe that was posed in the sermon that you know how do I incorporate this into my life? So I, I, I love that you brought up clearing your thought and um, clearing the clutter because really you're setting the direction uh, that you're going. So it doesn't, I'm not saying it's easy, but it doesn't matter what your environment is like. Yes, it was a good choice <laughs> to mm-hmm. move oh, yeah, so that sure. you don't have to do that t- um, decluttering extensively. Like there's, cause life brings, you know, lots of clutter that we have to work through. Um, but getting into that practice and having that muscle that takes you there that you know that mm, I just need some Jesus time mm-hmm. to help me uh, work through maybe what's going on today. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good. That's so good. Mm-hmm.
2: How about you? So when I played softball at school, it was I love my team. I love them so much. Um, just that environment for me. I wasn't saved when I was there, so I wasn't. I didn't have really have a relationship with God when I was there and I was playing. So I didn't really, you know, know any different. Mm. But um, once I started getting a little bit closer to Him, I I don't know. I kind of just noticed like a shift in my environment. I'm like. Why are, why are we talking like this? Why are we treating people like this? Why is there this drama going on? Like we can fix it. Like mm-hmm. and I knew I couldn't leave yet. I did make the decision to end a year early and graduate early so I didn't have to be in that environment. But if you're in a situation where you're stuck with that, then just be a light for people. Mm-hmm. As hard as it is, it, it does get draining, but then just go home, go for a walk. I used to take my dog for a walk and I would just talk I would talk out loud. I heard it on a podcast once. They're like, I know God, God knows what's in your heart. Just say it out loud. So I was like walking by myself around the neighborhood just you know mm-hmm. talking out loud, oh, just telling awesome. him everything and just crying and just getting it out, but that's how I decompressed after just being in an environment where it was so negative and just draining on not only physically, just mentally, and emotionally mm-hmm. and spiritually. So I just would go and talks with yeah, Jesus, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I love that you're talking about
0: again another journey <laughs> fundamental, and <laughs> that yeah. you know sometimes. Uh, so the Bible says that um, that. W- we accomplish things not only by the hearing of the word um, by the speaking of the word and so there are actually parts of your brain so when you're actually changing over and renewing your mind like scripture says and going in a new direction toward Jesus um, there's parts of our brain that actually do not respond or do not begin the change process until there's an oral and auditory command that it receives wow. and so that's why we come to church and we listen to worship music and we hear the sermons but it's so powerful when you do that for yourself mm-hmm. and so Oh, as you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) I have often been in the car talking out loud to myself, preaching to myself, right? (laughs) And we don't think to do that. We feel like, oh, that's embarrassing. You know, what are people going to think? And yet by our own voice, we are the authority over our minds and our hearts. And so when we're working to actually make... um, a tangible change in our life, it is very beneficial for us to have that, not just where we listen to a word or hear it, but that we engage in speaking it because then your brain actually registers because it receives all the information that you receive on a daily basis and it just files it. It doesn't actually put priority to it. It's just... What happens is how priority happens is by the accumulation of it. So if we're always watching movies where there are certain things in it that, you know, aren't positive, well, then our brain just builds that up and we build up a tolerance, right? But when you start speaking it, your brain actually recognizes your own voice as the authority and it will only prioritize that. And so if you actually want to see change, in your that's why you see... Um, you guys are too young for this SNL. There used to be a guy Lee, and he'd be like, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough. And gosh darn it, people love me. But it's also Tony Robbins when he tells you to do these things in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I say this thing every morning to myself. And he's setting the direction for his thought processes. He's setting the direction for his heart and where am I going to go? And so speaking things out loud actually is a great benefit to you when you're in a church service and they tell you worship and sing along. Worship and sing along. Why? Because you're telling your brain and your and your uh, spirit that this is the direction in which we go. This is what I agree with. And so prioritize that. And then when you go to sleep at night, and I always tell everyone to watch Inside Out, Disney movie, it's really great, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that it actually archives those things and, and um, goes through and deletes and, and, and declutters uh, according to what you set as the priority for your mind. Now, if you want to do things the easy way, do that. Because think about that. If I set a priority for my mind, now it's going to go through all of the archives and go, this doesn't line up, this doesn't line up, this doesn't line up. And it's actually going to dispose of those as you sleep at night. And so your subconscious and your unconscious actually get cleaned up so that you're not battling the same battles every day um, and you have that oh my goodness, all of a sudden I changed 100%. Well, it wasn't all of a sudden 100%, right? You were laying the foundation for that so that your, br- your brain and your body and your heart could get in alignment with all of those things so that you could see the results that you well, want. Mm, yeah, yeah. interesting. So I love how you guys are like exercising <laughs> these things and, and you're saying this this worked for me. I'm not sure. Like it just really worked for me. And there's actually a scientific and a biblical reason why it oh, cool. did so
3: sweet. Risa, tell us. So- um, I guess with me is kind of finding, you know, um, what stirs my affection. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, cause I wanted to do something that I I guess I actually felt mm-hmm. and um, it took some time and some help from my mom to realize this because for me, it's kids. Mm-hmm. I just, there's just something in me. I, I just like a light you know, and turns on and yeah. You, yeah. And so my mom like saw that way before I did. I'd just come home like after serving, or um, back in high school, I was a TA for a kindergarten teacher, and she just said like after those days, I I just looked different, you know, I like yeah. better. Yeah,
0: I knew and, the days you had done that, just how you came home.
3: Yeah, I just had all these stories I wanted to share. I was super excited, even though like. They weren't really that interesting, I guess. So to me, they were, I was like, oh my To you, gosh. they were. Yeah. yeah. So um, through that, I found out just serving and really um, learning to practice what I'm preaching um, because the questions that the kids have in um, kids' ministry just realizing you you got to stay curious, you know, like yeah. just lo- looking at them, they always have questions and they always want to know more. Mm-hmm. And you kind of realize like, when did I stop thinking like that? Mm-hmm. And we have to realize we just, we got to have that mindset forever really. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to stay um, inspired and motivated to pursue our relationship more and deeper with like with him and with others. So I realized yeah, I just, I need to serve. And even with um, with launch and me being able to share what I want to share, I'm really excited and happy to do that because there's so much that I want people to know. Mm-hmm. And through this, I'm able to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in Journey, we have the saying, uh, we lead it because we need it. Uh, and so there's <laughs> no better way to actually spur your relationship with God than to share with others uh, in whatever Platform or capacity that is. So you may not be on uh, social media as Risa is doing videos right now for our launch (laughs) program, but you know, how are you doing that on a daily basis for people? Serving isn't just necessarily um, going and Uh, signing up for a team at church, which you absolutely should do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you should also think of, you know, how did I serve somebody today? How did I encourage somebody Mm -hmm. today? How did um, I put a smile on somebody's face today? The easiest way to do that is to go be kind to an elderly person, help them carry something, help them open a door. Um, I always say like they're just the people who, Um, They just have a great outlook on life, right? They have so much wisdom and information and they are very appreciative when they see um, acts of kindness like that but there's so many ways that you uh, can do that for someone uh, Hebrews 10 24 says and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching and I think one of the biggest challenges you guys have is you're so focused on the future and and getting things accomplished um, and you can get bogged down really easy, I, I've seen it in uh, uh, my kids um, where, you know, homework is is the focus or this program or this internship. Um, And so how is it that you currently... um, spur one another on. How is it that you uh, cultivate your relationships today? And we've heard about how you've had to filter some of those relationships, but how are you cultivating relationships? What's what's the greatest source that you can tell someone else who's like, yeah, I don't have those great relationships in my life right now. I don't know I'm in the right space or maybe other relationships are taking up that space. What would you say to them? What would you suggest they go do so that they could practically cultivate some good relationships?
2: I would just say pray on it. I think that praying helps a lot with a lot. And it's really important. Um, just if you don't have anybody, just getting closer to God, building that relationship, getting in the word, living it out. Most mm-hmm. importantly, I think once you start living out the word, it just changes you completely. Um, and then just being a light for others. Um, and then what you were saying about just sharing it and doing that and serving in other ways other than just getting involved in a church. Um, for me, I post a lot on my socials, but I like to do that just so other people, cause I don't, all my following, it's not all just Jesus people. Right. It's a lot of other people that I've met throughout the years and just sharing posts like that and just reposting stuff and just what I like think about it. It helps a lot cause I've gotten a lot of messages in the last couple months from people being like, hey, I don't really Have a relationship with God. I don't know a lot, but like, do you want to meet for coffee and you want to talk about it? Like, can I hear? Yeah, like, can I hear what you like? What God is to you? I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's meet. And then, saying I don't have a faith. I grew up in a faith household, but. I don't really know what to do. I don't know how to start. I'm like, well, here's a church. You can go watch it. Listen, you can come with me if you want. Mm -hmm. Just giving people resources too and Mm -hmm. helping them with that. I don't know. It's really cool when that happens too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm reaching someone. You don't actually have to try to figure it out. They're coming right to you. Yeah, it's cool. But just being just living it out, I think is the most important thing too. Mm -hmm. Just being nice. Starting (laughs) there. Yes. Be kind. Just as Jesus was. I know. It's
0: unfortunate that that's like so distinctive today. Mm -hmm. And yet, um, yeah, I think all of us, once you experience it, you want everyone to have it. It's like a bouquet, right? Like, let me just
3: give everybody a little bit of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What would you say? Um, Learning to be more observant. um, I wasn't really always like that. And, by not being observant, I was always looking for like confirming like information Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really looking um, to open my mind. Like I had a very fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. So just learning to be more observant. And with that, like I was able to really listen to what people were saying to me Mm -hmm. because a lot of these people, God was speaking through them to me. Mm -hmm. And by when when I didn't realize that I was pushing that away I was pushing him away right so I I just just learning to become more observant in that way yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and that takes spending time with people so that you can give them your full attention too right yeah I know uh, Risa is very much a a people person she's a seven (laughs) on the Enneagram as well (laughs) so any (laughs) opportunity to be with people but I I think a lot of times we can interact with others and you're trying to think of what to say Right? you're like I want to I don't want to say the wrong thing I want to say the right Mm -hmm. thing I want to contribute to this and yet the value and the blessing that seeing someone and listening not only do we learn that in our relationship with god when we pray as Mm -hmm. i was saying and and then we stop and pause and wait for that answer because often that answer is right there it's the holy spirit is just waiting to Mm -hmm. like prompt you with that and are we listening long enough so that we can receive that and then actually act on that as well as you're talking so that's a good one too listening Mm -hmm. is great
1: yeah, so for me, I'd say just like Sydney said, just get connected to a church. It's just so huge being around other Jesus people. Because when I first came here to Life Church, 2020 during COVID, yeah. I just felt so in- inviting. Mm-hmm. Like people came to me because they were so nice. Like, hey, what's your name? Yeah. How, how are you? I'm like, wow, this is great. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> and just it's it's like a family that you'll just start like a bond, and they care for you, which is Crazy. Amazing. So yeah, yeah, just getting connected, help now, Sundays, volunteering.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's huge. It can impact you a lot.
0: I would say that would be a great sign. And I'll ask you all this as well. Like, what is a sign for you that you've you've chosen a church where you're going to really flourish? Um, So think about that as I share this, that, you know, Sunday, just this past Sunday, we had a, a new volunteer and uh, I don't know how many times I heard her say, you guys are just so nice. You guys are just kind to one. Like, you're just so generous with your words to everybody. And and she had gone through the whole process of serving. I think this is wow. her second or third Sunday. And she still was taken aback by that. And so if there's nothing else, you know, and the scripture, the scripture I just read to you guys, like said it, like, if you can be kind to one another, that is the greatest gift that you can really give anyone and kindness is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. And so it's the kindness of God that draws us in and we're, we're reflecting that kindness. Um, you don't have to think about, you know, how do I communicate to people um, that I'm, I'm seeking a change that I'm pursuing a different way, or how do I communicate to other people? They should come this way as well. You won't need to, they're going to reach out to you like they're reaching out to Sydney and that your kindness alone the kindness of God is the greatest gift that actually draws us in. Um, It speaks to our heart. It speaks to our mind. It entices us, right? That it brings us to a place where we want to actually reflect the same. And then all the rest comes into line. Um, So I just love that your stories reflect that. Like I was giving up these things, right? And we can kind of be like, Um, that meme where the little girl has uh, the teddy bear and she's like, I don't know, I love this teddy bear. And he has like this giant one behind his back, right? And it's like, I don't know if I can let these things go. What if I never have? And that, whenever you hear terms like never and always and forever, um, God... um, his mercies are new each day. And so when you hear terms like that, know that those are things that's a fear talking or a doubt talking. And those things aren't, oh God, God tells us that his mercies are new each day, that his love is unconditional, um, that he will provide all of our needs. And so whenever we are hesitating to take a step uh, where we feel like we're gonna make this exchange and we're gonna lose out on, then that exchange isn't with the right one, it's not with the right source. uh, Because whenever you give an exchange, God, he is lavishly generous and gives us much more than we could have anticipated or hoped for. And so whenever you're feeling like, oh, this exchange is going to rob me of something, then that's where you uh, should pause and think about, you know, what is the script? What is the thing that's driving me right now that I need to take a look at? What is it that I'm actually afraid of or worried about or insecure about? And then flip it. What does God say about that? Because that's where my mind needs to go. So I'm looking for a church because it sounds like you guys all had to like make this decision and look for a church because you knew that that was a place where you were going to actually be able to cultivate your relationship with God, which would then lead you um, into, into the areas that you wanted, what was it that you looked for in a church or did you know what you were looking for? uh, And what did you find that you would say, this is what you should look for when you're looking for a church?
2: I think truth is one of the big things, just looking for a church that's gonna speak truth and life over you. Mm -hmm. Um, This church I started going to last May and I just, the messages just really, they hit home, but they were also very, um, biblical too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, Oh, it's just all these fluffy levy feeling right. things, but it's also truth. It's not, it wasn't holding back from saying anything either. Yeah. And the people, the environment, when you walk through the doors, like Justin said, people are super nice here, but like, mm-hmm. that's just who they are. And now that I work here too, it's like, Oh, that's not like an act. Like right. yeah. people are actually that nice. Yeah. Like all the staff knows, like basically everybody that comes through the doors, they yeah. know your face, they know your, like your name. Mm-hmm. And like, we actually care for people, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the most important things too. You're going to need people that are going to care about you because you could have a lot of friends, you could have twenty friends, but if you if only two of them care, then <laughs> you yeah. know why? Right, right. <laughs> I'd rather have a smaller circle yeah. than a big circle where yeah. only no you need one, to look yeah. at your
0: definition of friend. Yeah, and maybe redefine it a little bit. Define for me a little more truth. What do you mean by truth?
2: I just feel like, especially now today, there's a lot of things and people that are trying to twist the word and trying to twist, you know, Mm. that. And I think a lot of that happens on social media too, just Mm. people trying to change it to be something. And I was having this conversation a couple of weeks ago with someone and they're trying to find a church that was trying to um, change the word. And I'm like, well, God remains the same. The Mm -hmm. word is always the same. Even if the earth is passed, it passes away. Mm -hmm. The word is always the same. So I think you should really consider looking for a church that is going to speak that Mm -hmm. and is not going to change it because otherwise Mm -hmm. it's just going to leave you at a dead end. Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and that's an important one. When you're looking at a church, you want it to bring you clarity, Mm -hmm. but it has to ring true, and it has to challenge you. I think that's what truth really does. It's not my truth. It's the truth that has stood the test of time. It's uh, God's truth which guides us and which holds true, Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't bring us, um, I think a lot of, of what we say here is it, is it bringing you peace and clarity? Mm -hmm. Do you feel a peace when you read that, even if it challenges you, even if it's Mm -hmm. a bit disruptive, um, is that something that is actually bringing you closer to the peace and the relationships that we're talking about? And and then is it challenging you to actually improve and change and to become more like Christ? So Mm -hmm. that's, that was a good one.
1: Yeah. For me, worship, worship is huge for me. That's my time to like cry out, yeah. To God, right? Mm-hmm. Just this church is amazing with worship. So <laughs> it, it was perfect, right? And also the pastor's supporting his answer with scripture. Mm-hmm. I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, one of the things we say here, a uh, little well, pastor says is that, you know, I, it doesn't matter what my opinion is, what does scripture say about exactly, it? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I'm going to mm-hmm. stick to that. Like we could get into conversations, but like in the end, um, that's not going to help anything. It's not going to help resolve or bring peace or resolution. It's just it's scripture, but you're right. Worship, worship. worship can give you um, the, a language um, for what you're experiencing and what you are pursuing and what you're declaring over your life right. before you have a full vocabulary, before you speak the church language. Because mm. I know we do have a church language and lingo, just like when Risa said PK. Well, if you came to church, you know that's a pastor's kid. Um, yeah. But if you don't, you're like, what in the world is a PK? Is that like, you know, Chinese duck? Or mm-hmm. is that? <laughs> no, she's not. But before you even have language for that, Worship can give you the language for that. It can tell you what to focus on and pursue before you even know um, what it is that you're looking for and trying to pursue. So I love that. How about you, Risa?
3: Um, Well, so I guess my perspective is a little bit different since I've been going to this church since, gosh, how old was I? Like eight
0: maybe? Oh, I might have been younger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: so I've been here for a hot minute. minute. (laughs) Um, So I guess the question for me is like, why am I still here? Yeah, I guess. And one reason could be like my family because my family is super important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I could easily go somewhere else if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So um, the thing is for me is not only the community here, but just people's like their passion for God's people Mm -hmm. and they're the way that they prioritize them and want to guide them and show them all the good that he, he has done and will do for us. And so they're not here to like, no one here is here to prove that they know more than you or anything like that. They just want to, they just want to share his, his greatness with you. And they just, they want to they wanna have you be excited just as much as they are. And so I, I really see that when I come here and it makes me excited and inspired to um, do more and just dive, dive in.
0: I love that. I, I think that is super important that when you walk into a place, are those people passionate about mm. what they're speaking about and what they're sharing with you? Uh, do they demonstrate that in, in everything that they do? Um, But I love that you spoke to uh, transparency and vulnerability as well. Um, And those are the three things I think I would be looking for. Um, And I'm not (laughs) looking for anything else. Uh, But like if I were, if for some reason we had to relocate or something, that I would be looking for those three elements because it really, really is the foundation of good relationships, which you come to church and seek. In search of, right? I want to find good mentors and people that I can look up to who are demonstrating a walk with Jesus that I desire and want to pursue. Um, Do I find a vulnerability and transparency in people so that I can learn from the things that they've learned from that they're willing to pass on to me to save me from walking 40 years in the wilderness because they want me to do it in like two to three weeks? (laughs) Um, Or two to three years or whatever that is in your story that they're willing to walk it through with me um, and not go, gosh, haven't you learned this already? Right. Um, That they're like, yep, I've, I've gone the journey too. And your journey is your own. And I'm going to love you and be kind to you um, and encouraging to you, um, but also passionate about this relationship we get to have with Jesus. So, Yeah. Uh, I love, I love everything you guys say. You're so wise. And (laughs) and and I don't know that I was this wise at your age. So um, I'm really, really impressed. Your parents have done a great job. (laughs) Um, And I don't just say that comes when, Uh, but if you had to leave, um, our audience and we'll wrap with this, if you had to leave our audience, our our listeners, um, other, uh, young adults, your age, who are listening and trying to figure out, you know, is this some, is this a direction I need to go? Um, how do I take the first steps toward doing this myself? Um, what would you recommend to them? Um, this can be, you know, something you struggled with that you overcame or just here's the one thing that is a constant in my life that has helped me to move forward.
2: Getting in the word, I mm. think is a good start. Even if you don't know anything about it, just reading it and start. And um, I always just say, start in the gospels. Yeah. Um, that really helped me too. just, Listening to, praying, Mm -hmm. getting in the word, finding people, getting connected, it's a good start. Did you just open up the Bible and start reading or did you find like a Devo or something? It took a while, Yeah. but um, no, I look, I actually, funny story, I looked it up on Safari. I'm like, nice. where do I start reading the Bible? <laughs> awesome. And it said the gospels and I'm glad I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> that helped. Yeah. It's just a good basis to start it. Yeah. What um, version
0: do you read? What Bible version? Cause I know when you go out to look for a Bible, you're like, <laughs> my gosh, they didn't tell me there was 50 versions.
2: <laughs> right. You know what? That's a good question. I just read the, she reads truth ones. Okay. <laughs> that That's one. a great
0: one! I would actually recommend, mm-hmm. um, there's even a He Reads Truth, uh-huh. so guys, you can do that too. Um, their devotions are daily, and you can actually, um, you can buy the pretty journals if you mm-hmm. want to. Um, but it just puts you on a track that makes you, uh, they do a great job at making you more curious about the Bible, yeah. uh, and at making it personal and, and kind of in bite-sized chunks. So yeah. that's a very great recommendation.
1: Yeah, uh, for, for me, of course, Start in the word. That's how I kind of got that on fire for for the Lord and like finding time for him,
0: Mm. which
1: is huge too because we all have busy lives and the last thought is, Probably, oh, I'm going to read in the Bible. Yeah. So just really making time like a priority, like Mm -hmm. can like schedule a time, right? Like have a meeting with God. Yeah. Like why not? So (laughs) tell
0: us how much time does that take? Because someone might be thinking, I got to set out a whole hour every day, two hours. What is it?
1: Uh, It it still is different. (laughs) You know, you can always 15 minutes, right? Like why not? Yeah. Why not? Or an hour if you're,
0: Really into it, then risk
1: some bedtime, right? <laughs> right but.
0: That's true. I think it's important to know like, you don't need to set up right. a, a great chunk of time. What happens though is that you just really start enjoying what you're right. reading and doing, and, and you can dive in deep if you want to. Um, but it doesn't need to be that. There are certainly days that even I, um, as a pastor, there's 10 minutes in the morning that I have, um, mm. and I have something that I'm thinking on and meditating on and letting sink into my heart and mind. And there's other days it's, it's a few hours, but I'm a pastor. And I love this (laughs) stuff, but I promise you, so will you. And so there are so many different, um, resources, um, available. Gosh, there's the app, the Bible app. If you don't know about that, there are so many easy devotionals that are, um, just like topic-based, but also uh, book-based, um, experience-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's something specific you're going through, um, that's a great place to start. That's free. That's absolutely free. Um, as is the She Reads uh, Truth. Um, is it an app or is it it's just a website Bible. now? Okay. Yeah. yeah so, well, it's a website. Also yeah. Bible. They have lots of resources yes. now. Yeah. yeah. So the website oh, yeah. has yeah
2: has a bunch of stuff on there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But really accessible and easy yes. to access. So, Risa.
3: Um, before even going into like what they said was is awesome, super great, definitely would do that. But even before going into that, just having an open mindset and not comparing yourself to where other people are. Mm-hmm. And by that just like going taking it step by step, just like with anything, like if like if you're going on a diet, you're not gonna like take everything out at once, or if you're starting to work out, you're not gonna, you know, lift the heaviest weights. Right. So just taking it like taking it slow and at your own pace and being real with yourself and know, yeah. knowing what you can do right and then that way you're going to you're going to achieve each of those ste- uh, those steps and then you're going to want to keep going mm-hmm. uh, further and further
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely well, this was great. I've learned so much from all of you um, <laughs> reminding me about, you know, just just how is it that you get started um, when you're pursuing uh, a relationship with God. And sometimes it can seem overwhelming, just as Risa was pointing out, that if we look to the people who are on the stages of the churches that we go to, or we go even to maybe some of uh, these devotion sites and we see all of the resources there, we think, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to get there? And yet it really, just takes a first step um, it really just takes um, one decision uh, it to actually start the momentum of a completely different life an environment um, and a relationship with God that really is going to lead you into all of the desires and the hopes that you have for your future. Mm -hmm. So I just want to thank you all for being here with me today. (laughs) I hope this was helpful to all of you listening and we plan to be back in the future. So uh, stay tuned to the whole podcast and we have lots uh, in store for you in the future. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for our relationship series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. Please rate, review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at j2 underscore wholeness. The Whole Podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online resources, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, visit our website at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.